right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. A day late, Monday, Labor Day edition. Solly here in the Kill House with my man, TC. Hello, TC. Greetings, Solly. How was Chicago? Oh, it was fantastic. I was actually in real Chicago, not just outside Chicago. Just like our next guest or slash co-host, Mr. DJ Pie, calling in from just outside Chicago in Milwaukee. Hello, Pie Man. Hey guys, greetings. Glad to be with you. I got one question. Is the mustache working? I, I'm I'm sticking with the mustache until further notice. I just want to make sure I don't look like a fucking idiot. I think it looks great. The mutton chops right. and everything was working. If those have not been following on Twitter, DJ did pay off his uh, long overdue bet. He as did the mutton chops. He, so he's paid off one of his two Tony Finau bets. Uh, still waiting on Big Randy. Randy really wanted to be here tonight to talk about Liv, but he was not, uh, unable to make it on. So, Which, uh, Randy, we did a trap draw this week with Poosh and KVV. We drafted, uh, each, each of us drafted eight NFL rosters or six. Uh, there's 32 teams, I think. Uh, we each drafted the requisite number of NFL rosters, and Randy put out a call on Twitter asking for stakes of sorts, and a lot of people replied with, Randy, you can't be asking for stakes when <laughs> you don't pay shit off in the first place. Thank you for that. I saw one Can on I? Reddit today that was uh, the loser of the fantasy football league has to be drawn naked. And that was like oh. one of my that was one of the best ones I think <laughs> I think I've seen there. Good on that. Uh, can I can I say TC if you don't mind a shameless plug for for your own Shame, product? We're trying to get an ad read in here. What I, I well this is very very quick. I, I have had no interest in football in years. Too political for me, as you guys know. <laughs> but I listened to that entire trap drop podcast. I was riveted. I absolutely loved it. I would strongly encourage people to go listen to that trap draw to get ready for football season. I just wanted to. I haven't been able to tell you that i absolutely loved it i ate it up thank you and people are all over us they're like hey you just got to keep doing the the chop sessions people are all over the chop sessions uh another good stakes thing oh my god guys was, this is uh, the opening read you have to have somebody follow you around with, with a sign like like a scoreboard guy like at a random like a random round of golf. Oh, sure, what's your... The loser has to do that for the winner. <laughs> That's kind of fun. I like that. Well, this podcast is brought to you by the Trap Drop Podcast and, of course, <laughs> our friends at Callaway. Listen, it's the same great product as the la the latest iteration of their iconic Apex Irons. Iconic. Now, Now in a stealthy black finish. TC, what do you know oh, about the Apex Black? They did it to him again? They had to do it to him. <laughs> oh, they're clean as fuck. Man. Straight up. Like, those are so clean i think they do the black shafts with them as well mm. just straight up katanas I, I just for legal purposes need to note that is not in the script that is editorialized <laughs> comment is that they are slick as fuck or whatever uh, tc's quote is there they're a limited clean, edition clean, as, clean as, fuck. as fuck limited edition on sale september 9th so be ready for pre-sale day and you can go to callawaygolf.com apex for more info and specs and Deej, we got a lot of uh, content. We, we we keep churning out these what's in the bag con uh, videos that are going on our YouTube channel as well. Well, yeah. Well, I literally just got done shooting one, and now I kind of want to put the Apex Blacks into into play. So it's you know maybe outdated by the time you see it. Maybe hopefully I'll I'll, I'll upgrade to the Apex Blacks. But yeah, all kinds of what's in the bag uh, content coming. So always be on the lookout on our YouTube channel as well. TC, what do we have on the slate to talk about today alone? You tried to oh. run it off before we started recording here, and well, I just, of course, like, just save it. 
I mean, of course, we have the Eisenhower Trophy, which we'll of get course, to on the back end. But just live focused. Uh, of course, we, we got to do all the birdies and bogeys, all the action on the individual side as well as the team side. <laughs> and then we've got Joaquin's comments about the atmosphere, Phil's comments about the tour, finding a couple million, a couple hundred million dollars, third leg Greg parachuting in, Abe Answer and Dirty Mike McAllister talking legacy, legacy, legacy and referencing the amazing Crushers team dinner with Captain Bryson the other night. Was I think that, that was I, I, I think that was Lahiri. Okay. They were ideating. They we've, said, right? We, we've got the crisis actor on the 18th <laughs> hole. We've got uh, they, they 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 can't stop chopping people's heads off in these video in these in these hype videos. We got the David Ruff tweet about Smash Golf Club. Gary Player, go, golf Saudi ambassador, going off on live. Got Dirty Mike tweaking the players in a, in a, in a, in a uh, tweet. We've got the tour preemptively banning Japanese guys from the Zozo. We've got Varner's comments about he hates being hated. Bubba saying that he's helping the young guys with life stuff. Wedding guests camping and being mistaken for live <laughs> protesters on site, as well as uh, the tour tabling the three-event global series. How are we supposed to talk birdies and bogeys with all, with all that going on yeah. here? Well, let me ask you guys this. Is this the... Most of any of the live events so far, this is the fourth one. Is this the most you've paid attention to or cared about the birdies and bogeys and the actual golf event? TC, I'll start with you. I would say it's not only the most, it's the first time I've cared okay. about the uh, bo- the uh, birdies and bogeys. It was a great finish. Uh, I love, I think the team stuff's fire. I, I, I do, like, I talked to a few of the guys and they were like, Yeah, like, it's even if you're not in the hunt for winning, you're still looking at hey, what do we need to do down the stretch? Is our score going to count today? Should we play aggressively? All that. It adds another layer. Just till that point, it wasn't – I couldn't, like, keep track of it, though. They're not They're not doing it right. I mean, I watched it delayed. I wasn't watching it live. I went back to watch the finish because I was uh, had other things going on this weekend. But kept being like, okay, who? how How am I keeping track of that? But before we get into that, Deej, your reaction, birdies and bogeys, the actual golf being played, where, what are you feeling? Uh, God, that's a big question. <laughs> Feeling a lot, a lot, a lot of things. That's good. It's making you feel things, Deej. It, it, yeah, maybe. Uh, it, I, I don't feel good, though, about feeling things. So that maybe we start there is I, I'm wrestling. So I, I, I we were kind of talking about this beforehand and trying to figure out how we're going to talk about it. And a lot of this stuff is I think you got to just got to take your hands off the steering wheel and empty your your mental notebook a little bit and just you know, what did you think about? How did you feel when you're watching it uh, without trying to get too deep into, you know, the reaction to the golf and the reaction to the reaction to the golf and the reaction to the reaction to the reaction to the golf. And so uh, part of me is struggling with, you know, this, everything we said about all the sports washing stuff leading into this and how this is exactly how it's going to go. And people's energy levels are going to kind of wane. And eventually it's just going to kind of become a normal round of golf. And this is the most, it felt like that. Right. And, and I feel a little weird about that. I had no interest still in watching Friday, Saturday. I watched on Sunday cause it was my job. Uh, and I would have way rather been doing some other things, but it's hard to deny that the last like three holes, and I know they had they said three holes to go <laughs> for up like for the last twelve about holes, two and a half hours. <laughs> but uh, it, it's hard to deny that it, like they kind of knocked a lot of it out of the park as far as the golf telecast goes. And so I'm I'm left a little bit conflicted on what I was watching, how much I'm rooting, like still openly rooting for it to fail. I think. <laughs> A lot of what I, I I despise pretty much everybody involved with this entire endeavor still. 
but you can't deny that like a lot of their telecast already feels like worlds ahead of the PJ tour. Like candidly. Why would that thought, be though? Why would that be? Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy what you can do when you don't have commercials that you have to get to. And it's crazy that you don't have commercials. Uh, you know, I wonder why that would be right. Like I wonder why no brands have really stepped but into uh, support. I will thing. say also there's a lot more handhelds. We've been asking no, for more handhelds as well. Like thing. it They're... makes it feel more lively and more on the ground and more there. They had one uh, shot of cam. This was maybe with seven or eight holes left. Shot a cam from behind, really, really low angle. And it was just, I was like, man, like I haven't seen, I haven't seen a shot like that outside of a major championship, but like a camera angle like that in months, ages. And that, th- that's where I I'm I'm totally with you, Tron. In that, like, Sully, you're a hundred percent right. When you don't have commercials, you can really like. I don't even want to say there's flow because I still don't give a fuck about any of the golf, right? Like, <laughs> also, it's it, totally it scatter shot. How they're yeah, how they're yeah. Just, like it, the around. shotgun start is ass. Horrible. Continues like this is the first time I've, I think I've actually sat down and watched it for more than like I would say 10, 12 minutes because something weird happens when I turn it on, and it still happened this week. When you turn it on on Friday, Saturday, I just get like deep secondhand embarrassment for like everybody involved the announcers just absolutely debasing themselves (laughs) talking about like it's like the bore on the floor scene in succession of just like who can out fillet the people like uh putting this thing on it's it's truly like the Foltzy stuff i know like Foltz has has been a friend of the program i've had great conversations in person with him it's very embarrassing it's very tough, very, very, very tough to watch. And literally I have to turn it off after about 10 minutes. So all that being said, this is the first time like that, that stretch of, I can't even say what holes. Cause I don't know what fucking hole anybody's oh, ever yeah. playing at any point, but the last three holes of the tournament, I sat and watched it for a good 30 minutes straight. And the telecast is really good, man. Other than the announcers, <laughs> like the golf action. It's great is really to watch. Good. on so, mute. Yes. So, so two things on that one, that's because there's no commercials. You're totally right. Solly. But also, there's just a bunch of shit that the PJ Tour hasn't chosen to do. They haven't chosen to, like, and, and there's a lot of reasons why these players are more amenable to having their caddies mic'd up. It's because they have a fuckload of money. And there's a lot of reasons why, like, you know, th- that they can do different things. It's because they control truly everything. As much as, you know, these players didn't like the big bad PJ Tour controlling them and uh, how much they had to play and all of that stuff. Uh, they seem to have gotten over that quite quickly, working for their new overlords. But... A lot of the like the mic'd up stuff, the camera angles. I'm I'm with you, Tron, and that like, dude, this is stuff that you could be doing. And I'm not saying that would have changed everything, but it laid bare a lot of stuff that the tour has just been very complacent on. And the tour and CBS and NBC and a, a lot of the the incumbents. Well, I thought we loved the way everything. Well, I thought we loved everything about the PGA Tour. <laughs> we are paid by the PGA Tour to say how amazing it is and how horrible yeah, Liv exactly. is. I think it is obvious to this point, if we haven't emphasized this enough, like how much shit Liv has gotten right and their ability to twist on a dime on a lot of things. I mean, I don't even know if we need to talk about the fact they can wear shorts now, but it's like a snap of a finger. It's like if that, that thing would take six and a half Third years. Third leg, Greg, of course you want to wear shorts. so stupid, by the way, if I may. The, of course. the fact that that is like some revelation and like this is going to bring so many people into the game. They look fucking stupid. No, I feel That's, like they should, go, they should go four levels beyond that and be like, cutoffs. you know what? You can wear whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that would be That's sweet. Sick. Right. And that, then, and then it's like, all right, like, you know, you got, you got one team coming out, like basically Pat, shirtless. Reed's got to wear his cowboy boots. We didn't even have that on the agenda. Reed getting out of the car in his cowboy boots, uh, or whatever round that was to start the week. But so uh, just 
where I'm at on all of this. I respect and understand people that tune into this and are way into it. Like, I, I'm not going to tell you not to enjoy it. It's like right? harmless cotton candy. Well, no, it's I'm like just saying, like, I, I don't want people to tell people that they shouldn't enjoy this golf. If you're into this kind of thing, if you are soaking up everything these announcers are saying and this is everything you're about with golf competition, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I can definitely tell you, though, that's not, like, why I love golf. Like, I need to know. I like watching the end of a round and knowing – there's, you know, three groups ahead. This guy's on 18 and this guy's on 16 and I can track exactly what's going on. Whereas the, the shotgun start finish thing is too much chaos for me. There's just no context to any of the shots. They flip over to this guy and they flip over to this guy and they don't, they didn't show any replays. Like Matt Wolf built, bent his putter. And I was like, Hey, go back and show me that one. Like that's one he thing. Like he, was, he, he seemed like he was having a really good time out there. Wonderful time really out there. Enjoying, enjoying the golf. Very laid back golf. What's his name? Hit, landed a, his ball on another guy's ball on the green and they went in separate directions. They're like, Oh, I don't know whose ball went, which direction. And they just cut to the next shot. Like that's one thing. It kind of stuck out to me. It's, but like, it's, hey. it's not about that. Right? I know, but they Truly. also like the actual, broadcasts that we are used to watching actually do a good job of replays. I never really thought of it that way. But it's all to say, like, I, can, I, I can't I can stand the people that are shouting at us on Twitter to be like, you you enjoy it. You, you have to admit you enjoy this. You have to admit that was great golf. Like, that is incredible. It's like, dude, nothing about that is, like, what I tune in to watch competitive golf for. Like, I felt nothing when DJ made the putt. I did. When they went into the playoff, I, like, paused it. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. I got to go shout. I don't care who wins. I really don't. I was kind of curious to see how the final – you know, whole holes went or whatever. But once it was like between those three in the playoff, I just didn't really care who won. I think that is a sign of how I feel about it. Like that is the true essence of how I felt watching it. And I don't know, I guess I'm really getting frustrated with people trying to tell us how to feel about it. So I, I think I was kind of trying to synthesize, you know, like a lot of people have been texting, like, wh why are people watching this? Or like, who's into this? Who, who thinks this is cool, whatever. And the way I kind of break it out, I think there's like three groups and I'm not even saying it's like a third, a third, a third, but let's just roughly say that it is. I think it's a third people that you mentioned, Solly, that are like, Hey man, the PJ tour fucking stinks, which it does in a lot of ways. I, I especially the telecast. I think, I, I think we've mentioned that before in this podcast, but it's a third people who are just like, man, I know these names and it's on YouTube and there's no commercials. And I just kind of like watching golf or I just like having golf on in the background. And I like having mic'd up caddies and I that's, I'm not overthinking this man. Like I just, this is great. I'm in, I think that's a third of very real people. Right. And then the last third are Jason Kokrak fans. Right? <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, they make up a big chunk of that first third. <laughs> I think the second third is like, old uh, i don't know the right way to like choose my words here but Boomers. like the people who are buying like the tactical t-shirts and tactical sunglasses and the people who see greg norman parachuting in and are like fuck yeah like old people who are afraid to die basically who who are like really not coming to terms with their mortality who are just like i fucking love golf and i hate that the like all these freedom. other people who all these other people who like the PJ tour are too old and dorky. I'm not like that. There's no way I'm like that. I'm fucking cool. Like, I think there's a good third of those people who are just like, no, no, no. Like, this is awesome. They got music on the range. This rule, this is like me and the boys out there. I think there's a big chunk of those people who are taking it very seriously uh, and don't realize they're the joke kind of is what I would say. And then I think there's a third of people who are just like hostile, hostile contrarians that yes. are just like, 
you don't like this, then fuck you. I love it. You can't wait to hear how much I love this. And like, those are by far the worst group. So I I think there's probably a lot of you listening to this podcast. Fuck you. You are the worst. (laughs) I'm putting in my Twitter profile. I love live. (laughs) You are the worst in this entire conversation. I, I cannot stress to you how much like you're not getting to me. It is just like, it's humiliating to watch people like, just exactly what you said like you have to fucking you liked that you liked that it's like no you clearly loved it like yeah go ahead man like knock yourself out you love I would it love so to much be doing that you have any number of other yeah. things rather than watching this you love it so much that you have to go out of your way to just tell me yes. how much i love it instead of just actually sitting and enjoying it but that's that's the best summation i get at least I, am i missing anyone who might like be watching this I think that's pretty much. Uh, I think it. I think fans of a, a certain former leader. I think probably are are big time. <laughs> I think they're this. pretty firmly in the second two. Well, thirds I was going to say. Okay. Well, the second. <laughs> they yeah, make the, up a lot of the. The second the third, lot. I think. They, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I think I. You know, I watched it. I put it on out by the pool on Sunday afternoon, watching it, and it was great. Like I had no interest in watching Friday or Saturday. Really, I tuned it on, and I was like, "Oh, there's like no context," and then like the like the shotgun start makes makes Friday and Saturday even worse than they normally are. Uh, but like Sunday, yeah, I'd rather watch that than like the 3M. And just sure. a, well, and that's where I'm kind of at too. Is like a, a point of you know, of course, a very fair and balanced show here. But uh, a point of clarity is like I don't watch a lot of Thursday and Friday PJ Tour golf either. Correct. It feels very rudderless. If you're not, I know I'm harping on this, but like if you're not going to mic up a player, if you're not going to have a storyline for me to follow, it is. Randy said it. I, I reference this all the time, but Randy said it so perfectly on a podcast like two years ago three years ago now where he was talking about watch i remember vividly he was talking about watching the memorial and it was like thursday friday round and it was just like all right welcome to the memorial hush tones jack nicholas okay what do you think you want uh, a rom shot here you go okay you want a jason day shot oh here we got some of those you want a ricky shot here it comes oh you're never gonna believe that this putt might go in and it's just so like it's like the screensaver bouncing you know around around the screen like there's just it's completely rudderless and that's where i'm with you tc and like i i had no interest watching this friday saturday but i really largely have no interest watching the pj tour thursday friday saturday a lot of weeks either unless it's riviera or the players or something like that which i think that's what we're kind of arguing for on the tour front of like make the tour events matter more yeah and then have have less tour events as well but i also i i am overcome with the feeling of the more talent they add to this does not add to a level of enjoyment, right? And you so, made, you brought this point up a long time ago, Deeds, that was like, all right, we're relatively new Formula One fans, right? If somebody came up to you and was like, hey, Max Verstappen is not one of the 100 best race drivers in the world. Like, there's this whole other league where the real racers are, and Formula One is just, like, just for show. I'd be like, cool, I don't care. Like, I'm really enjoying watching Formula One. Like, the way they've packaged it makes a lot of sense to me. Whereas, like, Cam and DJ battling it out, the fact that they're world-class players doesn't, like it makes me just more sad that they're not really a part of the competitive, real competitive golf ecosystem anymore, right? And that's like, that's that, kind of where I was too. Sorry, sorry to filibuster here, but I, I was thinking about this a lot this week. Where there was a lot of proclamations on like, oh my god, this is such a huge loss for the PGA Tour. I can't believe Cam Smith is going, which I think is true. But I think there's a big difference between like a massive loss for the tour and a massive gain for Live. Right. Like yes. it is a huge loss. Yes. That Cam Smith is not in a run of the mill field. That sucks. But it, am I going to like tune in to live to watch Cam Smith? No. Like I, I 
really don't care. There's about three people on the planet that I would like. We, we're I was uh, at brunch with some some refuge folks on uh, on Sunday, and it was very much like, dude, think about if if there was a golf tournament on right now, how many players would make you like check, please? I gotta get home. I gotta go watch this. And there's two, three Not at the many. most, right? And like, so I, I think where a lot of this stuff kind of susses out is like it's like the biggest strength and the biggest weakness for the PJ tour is the same thing, which is that people tune in to watch the PGA tour. Right. And they don't tune in largely to watch specific people. And so it's great when they do tune in to know those names. And I felt that watching live, right? Like it's great to tune in and be like, Oh, it's Bryson. I know him. Oh, it's Patrick Reed. I know him. Dustin Johnson. Cool. But like, those are not the people who are driving the ship, right? Like the, the PJ tour itself is, the entity that people are tuning into. And it's just a matter of like how much water, you know, that boat can take on before it, it sinks, right? Like how many of those people can it lose before it loses critical mass? And I think, I hope, uh, I, I think we're like a very long ways off from that happening. I think I'll push back a little bit. Like I know I'm a cam Homer, but like, he's a guy that just I'll little, tune in to watch. Right. I mean, he shot 64, 69, 63. And like, like he's going to, he makes the product better. You know, like, like totally. I think, I think even if you're not tuning in to watch him, like he's, like he's not gonna make you tune in, but I think he's gonna make the people. It's just, it's these small wins that are adding up to 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 uh, bigger W's for them. Same thing with Waco. Same thing with Abe Answer. Right? It's just, it's like, it's just adding more solid guys. But it's just like there's just not that many. Like, I, like I think the golf was noticeably better this week than it was. In previous weeks, I don't know if that's because they set it up easier too. Like I think I that was one of my things. The first two or three events was like they set up the course kind of hard, and even this week, the greens were firmer than what you would find at a lot of tour events, right? And I was kind of pleasantly surprised by the golf course. Like I don't know, they're just doing some of the hard shit. They're doing it correctly. They're doing it right. And then, but then it like it feels so arbitrary. There's no depth whatsoever. The team thing. Could be really sweet, but it's like it feels so arbitrary. And then you got some of these teams that just outright suck, like the Niblicks and the and the Cleeks. Before we get into that, into that, I just like if you can, I don't disagree. Like Cam playing on Live makes Live better, right? Yeah, I mean, but it cheapens I the overall golf ecosystem. I'm not disputing yeah, that and it, either. But if you look around the corner for it, like they're still not gonna get everyone, right? So every like win that they get just means a further diluted pool of golf. The fractured golf world that just that's where, you know, the really short side, I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but a lot of people on Twitter are just like, PJ has to let the live guys play. You have to. It's like, no, you have to see a little bit around the corner, just a little bit into what this means and why specifically that can't happen and why it sucks more and more the more people that are going to go play this, right? And, and I, I that's the part that I think is truly... Uh, I don't know if that's lost on people or they just want to skip past that part or if they hate the PGA Tour that much and love this that much. Like, again, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong there, but I'm just saying around the corner of when this thing st like probably stops getting less exciting, less like less curiosity goes into it. They owned this weekend. They owned Labor Day weekend. There was no PGA Tour event. There was no NFL football for the last time for this fall. They're now going to be going up against the NFL. And they got they had in 100 bad time zones in bad well. time zones. They had 100, I mean, Chicago and, yeah. you know, a couple others, but it's and mostly it, like and Malaysia fucking, and Jeddah and, and Rich yeah. Harvest Farm. Yeah, but they had uh, they had 180 <laughs> just outside Chicago, 180,000 people watching the, pl the playoff. I think I saw something like that. Like that would be a complete total disaster 
if it was a television rating. Like that. And would be, how many of those are bots? Exactly. Probably thirty to forty percent at least. Exactly. It is something. Uh, watch this space thing. The the Friday Saturday telecast never seemed to fluctuate between like sixty four thousand and like sixty eight thousand. Like it's almost always identical. The, the same high floor, so low ceiling. I would never. I would never. Never. You know allege that live would do anything quite as dirty as uh juicing the numbers but watch watch that going forward again just to stress like it's amazing all the stuff they've gotten right four events in i would have thought this would have been a hilarious shit show way more than it is there's still a ton to be very embarrassed about mostly just the things that people say but their ability to get all the technological aspects of it right, the events stuff seems to work great. Slug, for, slugger out there doing the playoff. Slugger doing the playoff. But it is, I, I, I struggle so much. And you can say this about the PGA Tour too. I get it as I go to say it. I get there's going to be a ton of people that are like, well, that's also a propaganda machine. But the way it's so hard to take it very seriously when you know Fultz and everyone is just lying about the atmosphere. There's a couple holes that have a decent atmosphere, but the rest is kind of a ghost town, right? And, you know, everything they're just forcing on you so hard. This shot is so difficult. You have no idea. The grain is into him. Do you even understand what that means, how <laughs> difficult this shot is? This shot is impossible. If he gets this within five feet, like it, that stuff like is just like. They're in fucking New England. Like, they're not, there's not that much grain. There's not. <laughs> and that's where I'm just like, okay, like clearly you're not going after a what I would consider myself a hardcore golf fan. Like, I can see right through that. And clearly they're trying to. They're totally voiding themselves of strokes gained or any strategic. Like, they don't even tell you what hole the guys are playing. It's all meant to be simplified. They have this many holes to go. Yeah, it's not for us. And here's his score. Right? It's not for us. That's exactly right. And that's why, again, I just feel like I have to defend myself as to, like, no, I'm not lying about the fact that this is not how I want to enjoy golf. And so It's like, it, like I'm not going to go get ice cream. Well, this is probably a bad analogy for me because I, like, I have gone to Dairy Queen. Are we going to talk about the streak? <laughs> But, like, I'm not going to go get ice cream Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, and, and, and get sprinkles on it and fudge on it and all that. It's just, it's just not – or, like, go get a big thing of cotton candy. Like, yeah, maybe, like, once every six weeks, fuck it. I'll go get some cotton candy, right? But, like, this is cheap calories. It's, it's, enter it's truly an entertainment product. But I think there's things that I think they're going to do at some point that are going to like ratchet up the WWE stuff a little bit where like eventually there's going to be a fallout on some of these teams, right? Where like two teammates are like, this guy sucks. He's not pulling his weight, uh, that sort of thing, you know, and it's going to come out on like the, you know, like when the teams are better established and all that. And I, I don't know. I, like I, there's, there's so many different levers that they can pull. That's where I, I do think there is a day when I'd stop when I don't laugh when they're like, and here come the iron heads. But that <laughs> that day is not close, right? I, it, look, maybe like honestly, maybe ten years from now when it's there's some team history and there's actual, are there going to be fans of individual teams? Is that really going to be a thing? Like it, it, I'm willing, definitely willing to concede and acknowledge that you can't make that happen overnight like that's and unrealistic the teams are going to be totally different next year yeah. i guess they're going to be totally rebranded and everything like that because i was i was asking maddie i'm like yo can i get some punch gc uh apparel and he's like oh like the team's gonna be totally different next year and i was like exactly it's like a collector's item you know but uh but no i think I it's keep those fireballs yeah those are my guys the fireballs and uh the majestics are you know those are legitimately good names. Well, the and you got to break up the four aces, right? Because this, if you have this much of a like of a dynasty, 
in this a team winning this often. I mean, this is why I'm such a big fan of the President's Cup. Is there's so much parity involved in that team competition? Sure. Totally. And if you have one team dominating the competition, then you know it's not going to be very. It's not worth tuning in for. Sorry, it, you just can't. You can't live up to the the PGA Tour's flagship team event. <laughs> so on the birdies and bogeys. Okay, okay, the bid is over. I'm We're gonna, back to serious talk. I'm though. gonna get. I'm gonna get a lot of DMs about that. People thinking I was serious. About no, like, that. like like I do think it's so. Like I was sitting in the pool. And I had it on the We TV. get it. You got a pool, TC. And, I'm not, <laughs> and I, I'm not listening to the sound. And Freddie's like, oh, there's Cam and there's Leash and there's Maddie. And, like, there's no sound. Don Boulay's dumbass is up there on the screen. And, uh, it, it, like, it's just – it was total, like, hey, it's Sunday afternoon and I have a beer in my hand and I'm watching this and it's harmless. And it did say, like, three holes left to play for, like, eight holes. Yeah, that was not um, working for me. But, like, you know, and, and I think – it like. It, like the shotgun start makes it feel so much more arbitrary because you don't know what hole they're on a, and then B guys that finish on one or two or like that's baked in, but they're not, they're not going to tell you that they're not going to explain it to you and everything's moving so quickly. And it also seems like there's like, it's like, it's almost too dynamic, right? Like they need a little bit more context. They need a little bit more or different streams or something like that. For right? all the things that are wrong with the PGA Tour, the la- the finish is not it. Like the finish is usually finish pretty is good. damn good on the PGA Tour and that that's one thing I don't think they have right. I really don't. I mean, it maybe we're, I'm sure we're going to get some good moments with it, but man, I was really hoping Westwood would just stuff that and not chunk it. That's the best endorsement for this being a big golf event at possible that Lee Westwood just totally choked away a 340-yard hole. Uh, with a chance to win it, but but that's which is also- crazy because he usually slams he usually slams the door when he's in contention, man. But that's, like that I, was the more things change, the more they stay the same. But this know? is goes back to where I'm like struggling to get hyped about DJ winning it. Like if Lee Westwood, who would almost be on the Champions Tour, if he's shooting 62, I can't I can't contextualize DJ shooting 65 to win and Lahiri shooting 64 and Lahiri has done next to nothing besides runner up the players, ironically. And so, like, what what is this supposed to mean? What does this mean for DJ to win this tournament other than collect a $4 million check? Yeah. That's where it is a huge issue to me, that there's no ecosystem where I can contextualize what this win means. And look, does every win on the PGA Tour mean something? And is that something I will swear by? Of course not. But I, if that doesn't happen for their feature events so far to this point... I don't think that bodes well for the future. Solly, they don't even have standings up like for the for the full year. Like I'd like to see, all right, what are guys at for the year as far as earnings or who's which team? I mean, I know the four aces are cleaning up, but like who's who's doing well on that front and like you you can't even find that. You can find the four events uh and, well, and then, you know. A lot of a lot of this is because it's not like a sports league. It's a entertainment like fucking circle jerk right like that that's what i think we all need to be like very clear about here is uh, like the reason that things mean something on the pj tour and i'm not i don't know i'm going to try to make this not as eye rolly as as possible but like to get like tron i'm sure you watched a lot of the corn fairy tour finals this week which was awesome there's a context and, and an infrastructure in place like in order to win the Honda Classic, you have to make your way through college golf. Usually, you get, usually got to get through a Q school of some sort. You usually got to get through the Corn Ferry Tour. You usually got to get you know play your way into an event like the Honda Classic. Is maybe a bad example because it's got a bad field, but you got to play your way into that event. And like you kind of are the pinnacle, right? And and that can get a little monopolistic, right? If you want to look at it as purely like the peak of the pyramid. 
but I think that's kind of how it is, right? And so you know, like a win on the PJ Tour means it's not that you just had like four good days, it's that you had probably four good years, right? To actually like get to that point. And so TC, what I, I would want to push back on a little bit is you keep using the word harmless. And where I'm at is like, I'm trying to not be like, you know, so anxious about everything, but like, it's not harmless in that like well, the more this thing succeeds. It's harmless no, I, for the, for the I'm, spectator. I'm not saying it's harmless for the ecosystem. Right, yes. And that that's where the line is. I think maybe that... I don't know. Maybe maybe people don't care about this, but like I have seen a lot of the, you know, oh, you guys have lost your voice and you used to be like the voice of the fan and blah, 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 blah. And like a lot of reason why it's hard to keep that is because you you do this job for whatever. It's been like eight, nine years now. It's like you kind of learn a lot of stuff. And by <laughs> then it's like you can't just like spout off things that are incorrect. And a lot of this is like once you peek under the hood, it's like, fuck, man. The more traction this thing gets, the more gasoline this gets in the engine, the more it's going to just absolutely nuke the entire infrastructure. Like, what's their plan to, you know, if the PJ Tour like completely craters, like how do you pick who is in live? What's your feeder system? Is it is it all like random dudes on the Asian tour and who has like the coolest hair and who has the most Instagram followers and all of that stuff? Because like Solly, that's where it gets to your point of like what how do we contextualize this? Because I don't really know how good any of these golfers are. Like the more successful this thing gets, the more that is the case. The more the nebulous less. and vague the, yeah. the metrics are. Like there was a good, somebody posted something good. I don't know. I, th I think it was even on like Facebook and then it got reposted onto Twitter. It was like an old PGA Tour player. It was basically like, oh, they're about growing the the uh, game. Like the PGA Tour is set up Q School and Corn Ferry Tour and yeah. PGA Tour Latino well, yeah. America did, and PGA Tour Canada. ID who who yeah. the good players to sign it's, would be. Are, it's like they've know? and then and then have you know basically put all of this on for the last fifty years and do this these qualifying events every year and do Monday qualifiers and all that. So it's a democratic ecosystem that you know there's 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 promotion and relegation. Now, granted, is it a perfect system? No, but I think they're working on fixing a lot of things we bitch about and it's like that that is literally growing the game right? well and so also to this point like dustin johnson winning this week the only thing that tells me is he is the best out of the sellouts that's kepka's word that's not even our word for the the people that have gone to live that's brooks kepka's own words for describing the people that were losing was yeah they're going to get people that sell out like dj was the best of the sellouts this week like that's depressing to me that sucks like i want to know who like the best golfer is that week not the the best of the people that were willing to leave the competitive golf structure that's just where it totally totally and totally gets people cheaper. could probably push back and like that gets back to the the changes that, that the tour is going to make are yep. You know, a lot of weeks we don't know who the best golfer that is that week anyway because it's you know there's three of the top twenty in the field you know or because or because the setups are shit yeah and because like it's they a turn into putting wedge contest. and putting contest yeah. yeah yeah a lot to still talk about here but also uh, I mentioned this was the last weekend without NFL football because football is back the first Sunday of the NFL season is here is this, and, is this another trap draw read and DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> an official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving new customers a can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season right now new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly and as an added bonus for week one everyone can experience the thrill of a DraftKings early win promotion it's simple if you bet on an, on an NFL team to win if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game you get paid instantly 
even if your team loses. So no bad beats will be had with this promotion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code NLU. Only the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I was bummed to see the, the U.S. President's Cup uh, team line go from minus 330 to minus 500 this week. But did you did you lay a bunch on it? I didn't get in on time. Neil did. I know. That, I know. That was like your office space uh, kind of glitch in the matrix <laughs> there for, for a while. You were really, really talking a big game about how you were going to you were gonna really well, hammer that line. It, but it was, I could see around the corner so easily of like that, the, the Internationals were going to be up 5-0 after day one. It's going to be the miracle that, on ice. If man. I did that, there was that was the only way the internationals were going to win is if I laid an uncomfortable amount of money on that one. My internationals had a big team building thing last week. Oh, cool! Up at Quail Hollow, <laughs> see, they what, were are the, what are the odds you're going to make that squad? I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be at the Roos Club Championship. Oh, that's Captain true. That's Trevor true. was pissed when I told him. <laughs> I swear, he would, no, but like uh, Sung Jay and Tom Kim and uh, Adam Scott. And, few other guys uh you know things and, and then some of the plumbers and firemen exactly. <laughs> went up and played quail hollow camilla vijegas was there as as, as a uh, assistant captain uh I'm, I'm stoked we may have an international team member uh, on the podcast this week if i can if i can tease that one if you will so can we that? talk a little bit of birdies and bogeys sure deej will you yeah. allow me you can talk i'm not gonna have anything to contribute All right, please, so please knock D- yourself DJ's out dj's obviously killing people uh, you know, Bond steps up, Neiman steps up, Westwood shoots the 62. There's not been a single 66-66 in live yet in, in the four weeks. Uh, Cam Smith comes out 64-69-63, misses the playoff by one. Gooch continues to play well. Kokrak showing some signs of life. Can we get an official sponsor for the TC down the leaderboard now that we have live leaderboards to get through too? It might be Golf Saudi, the way he's talking about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> our, our, your, guy, your guy Saddam, uh, or Saddam, uh, he was on the first page of the leaderboard for a while. Well, we don't know into... if it was him or one of his lookalikes. <laughs> um, uh... All right, what's going on? Guys, what's going on? With Siwon Kim, it is 87. <laughs> well, yeah, Siwon Kim shot 87, which is sick. 87-63, TC. Let's get both of those in there. That How is, is that even possible? Shot 87. <laughs> That's a throwback. Uh, what's going on with a couple of these teams? They kicked all the they kicked all the Japanese guys out. Like, Which is that's got to be a good sign for Hideki's long term future with the PGA Tour, right? I would think so. Which also like that honestly goes to show probably how well a lot of this has gone to this point and how slick they've been with a lot of their maneuvering, right? And basically angling to have a Japanese team, you know, quarterbacked by Hideki. Obviously, they're aiming to have an Australian team quarterbacked by Cameron Smith. They got their guy there. And then when they don't get their guy with Hideki, the Japanese team is just gone. Just goes to show, like, there, there is a lot of stuff going on that they have, again, are getting right and have maneuvered properly and probably way easier than they thought they would. Well, it's also interesting, too, where, like, they gave Neiman, so they kick out everybody from the from the Torque GC, and then they bring in Neiman, and he's the captain on that one now, where you would think Neiman would have been on with the, the fireballs, and they would have kicked Eugenio Lopez to the curb there. But Neiman gets his own squad. He's a captain. So he's going to get all the endorsements and and because the captains, I think. But I think there's another South American that'll be coming to that team. Yeah. After the Presidents yeah. Cup, by um, by all rumors. But then then like it's just bizarre. Like so clearly you've got Stinger GC, which is the 
the South Africans. Is that the one that looks like the colon? Yeah. Well, the two of them look like colons. Stinger and Smash. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you've, all right. So four aces. Just like running down the teams oh this God. week. Four aces is obvious. Can I stop you? I don't <laughs> no. give a fuck about any of this. No, hold on. But I think it's interesting. This is so stupid. No, this is the whole thing. It's all made up. And like... I know. It's fucking ridiculous. It's stupid. It's fun to make fun of and fun to talk about. <laughs> like The Majestics. Who's this guy that they added? This Alcurd guy? Well, that's because Stenson had to uh, withdraw with Vertigo. Uh, oh, Stenson has Vertigo? <laughs> he had to withdraw after, <laughs> yeah. Gary Player, yeah. after Gary Player killed his ass. <laughs> Which you broke ass. And then the, the Ironheads came out of nowhere this week. They were fourth. Torque was fifth. Fireballs tied for sixth with Punch. The High Flyers getting a little bit of juice going with Scam Tringale, Wolf, Mickelson, Weisberger. The guys that I think need to take a long look in the mirror. They suck. Smash. The Kepka brothers, Peter Uline shot 75 one of the rounds, and and Jason Kokrak, who's carrying those that are, team right now. Those are the guys that uh, our guy David Ruff said <laughs> looked like they were waiting to be sat at a Twin Peaks, which is one of the funniest tweets I think I've seen maybe ever, honestly. That was, that was, that was in a long history of great tweets. That's a pretty good one from Dave Ruff. And then it's clear that the cliques and the niblicks are just kind of like the like the leftovers, right? The cliques have Blandy, Lori Cantor, Martin Keimer, GMAC. They finished uh, 11th. And then the Niblicks finished a distant 14 shots behind the cliques. Uh, Turk Pettit, James Pyatt, Hudson Swafford, Harold Varner. And interestingly enough, Varner not listed as a captain. Oh, that's Bubba's Bubba's team. the captain. Okay. And Bubba is talking about how he's excited. Is he a captain or life coach? Well, both. You know, if you type in Bubba Watson life coach into Google, it's it like the it says like officially like like you know how Google kind of frames certain stuff and it, it says like Claude Harmon the third and it gives you the dates and everything. <laughs> can, can we pause to just highlight how much in a hurry Bubba was to join Live that he joins before he can even play? Somebody wants somebody called him the uh, the Live mascot this week. And I can't get the image of the golf sixes mascot out of my head. <laughs> and I'm just picturing Bubba going around with like actual being the eye and live or something running around God, following the, his team. The golf sixes walked so that Liv could run. They, they were <laughs> they were truly willing to do any of this dumb shit. The one the one quote that stood out for me from Bubba, and this is all from afar. I would not pretend to be an expert on Bubba's finances. I'm sure he's done great. But he was talking a lot about investing and like teaching these guys. He owns a candy store and a minor league baseball team. Like he's like a that, that's like the shit you invest in when you're playing like uh, the board game life. You know, like congratulations, you have a ten percent stock in the Pensacola Wahoos or whatever. He's gonna buy a water park. And yeah, go kart exactly. tracks. Oh, congrats! You're now a doctor. No, no, no. But Bubba's only joined. He played the Saudi International only because he said the more money I make, the more I can get in other people's hands faster. Is what his uh, rationale for playing that was. So, and listen, that very well might be true. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's given a lot of it away. But I, I was more looking back at very. I, I got to check my facts on this. But didn't he tweet out like his schedule going forward? And when all those people were like pledging their fealty, shout out to Rom to the PGA Tour. And they were, you know, when Dustin issued his ironclad statement about how he was rock solid with the PJ Tour, Bryson, of course, yeah. uh, if you hear anything, you're going to hear it from me, not from the No Laying Up podcast. <laughs> uh, we really we really whiffed on that one. But the uh, Bubba tweeted out, like, here's, you know, basically, like, I'm with the PJ Tour, here's my schedule. And it was all a bunch of weeks that were going up against live events. 
I'm guessing clearly knowing that he was going to have surgery and he was going to be out and he wasn't going to play any of those events and then he was going to go to live immediately after that. But yeah. I, I, that could be a little yep. reading between he lines. He was on the freaking April collateral. April 13th, planning out my summer. For those interested, here's a look <laughs> at my upcoming tournament schedule. Zurich Classic, uh, Byron Nelson, PGA Championship, Charles Schwab, RBC Canadian Open, which is opposite a live event, uh, Travers Championship, John Deere Classic, also opposite a li uh, live event, and uh, was Rocket Mortgage opposite one? No, I don't think it was. But he, he included two of, on, of them on here. Solly, you should do that. You should tweet out like, you know, USM, US Mid-Am, <laughs> US Open, we'll Flo be, Florida Am. We'll be covering the PJ Championship because the four balls that week, yeah. On the golf front, anything else working? Like, I think the range setup is sick, right? The, the teams on the range, the hospitality on the range. Like, I like hanging out on, on the range when I go to a, like you can see a bunch of players warming up. It's that's kind of where some of the juice is. I kind of like the range thing. So here's where I, I probably didn't watch that part on TV. There's no fucking way I'm tuning in, you know, six hours before this thing finishes. But it's uh, what what it does feel like they're going to be a victim of is what I constantly refer to on this podcast as like the Pebble Beach yeah. syndrome. Right. And I, I was thinking about it and I remember so a, a buddy of ours, Ben Rector, uh, singer songwriter who played in the Pebble Beach Pro Am this year, and he played with. He was out there with Huey Lewis and Peter Jacobson, and he's he's texted me every day like, dude, this is. I'm not trying to be over the top. This is like the coolest thing I've ever done. It's unbelievable. Jacobson's telling me all these unbelievable stories. It's just so cool. The fans are so cool out here. I'm like, yo, that's great for you, but like, I don't want to watch that on TV. I have no interest, no yeah. interest whatsoever. I'm sure. I can't even express how happy I am for you that you're you're doing that. That sounds amazing. Does not translate to me over here. I I do not care. And that's a little bit of what it feels like oh, totally. watching from afar is like the people on site seem like they're having a fucking blast, man. Right? It seems seems great. But it's, I, it's I like they're at a music just, festival. I, rather than yeah, a golf tournament. And I really don't I, I don't totally know how you're gonna get that to translate to a TV product at any point. And that's where like eventually down the road. And I would be speaking out of my ass if I even speculated on, on any of this stuff, but it's like down the road, it really seems like they got to make some money at some point, And that has to come from a TV deal or sponsors or whatever. And it's just, it's going to be really interesting when the rubber meets the road and you're, it's not just a big blank check, like make the people on site have a really good time. And you got to really bring, like grow the tent. Like you said, Solly, it was a dream, absolute dream week. And there's 180,000 people watching, which is what less than a 10th of what would be watching a really bad PJ tour event on network TV. Well, and right? third leg Greg is, is basically like they joined the antitrust suit. And he's basically saying, like, hey, if we don't win this, like, it totally defeats our business model or, you know, that sort of thing. Like, he's, like, spelling that out in the lawsuit. But right? Phil said that he's moved on this week. So, I don't know if that, if that lawsuit's going to continue or not. But um, <laughs> He may have forgotten to inform the courts that he's it, moved on. I hate, like, even circling back on this, but I just, again, need to, like, we can't, you can't ever talk about this without just acknowledging that it's all for just cash. That's like immediately Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman start parroting these talking points immediately about live golf. The minute they get it tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars from the league. Right. Joaquin and Neiman called it the best experience I've had on a golf course by far being in, in contention with the crowd, just seeing the crowd so young, you can feel the energy. It's way different. 
This guy won the fucking Genesis last year. He played no in, this year. <laughs> he played year. in the Presidents Cup at Royal Melbourne against Tiger Woods. Like you're telling me, like, all right. I know we could make fun of the Presidents Cup, but we could. Can we admit that has got to be the coolest golf experience you could have? Right? And he also won. He won the Greenbrier. Jim Justice is handing out all those hundreds to the to the crowd. He might get another chance to like, do that. How patently dishonest can you be? And then right? Cam, before he even hits a it's shot in TC, it, like these guys will say whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. And that's it's where it. But it's working on a lot of people. It really is. Like Cam, before he even hits a shot, well, says it's unfair. Well, that they're not getting, yeah, that they're not getting world ranking points. Like, no, it's very, very, very clear as to why you're not getting world ranking points. Okay, it's very clear as to why. It is not unfair. You chose to go play in this league that is not complying with the official world golf rankings by like six of the criteria. It is not unfair that you're not getting. You're not being unfairly persecuted by not getting world ranking points. Which is another example, I think, of like kind of what I was saying earlier, where. You know, if I was sitting on a bar stool and watching this and whatever, it's a totally rational fan take to say like, hey, why? Like, these are like some of the best players in the world. That's bullshit. They don't get world ranking points. Like, yeah, I, I could see why somebody would say that. A hundred percent. For sure. But man, once you learn about like the criteria of what it takes to have a ranking system and you try to think about the process of having a new tour yeah. in that ecosystem and the fact that they've had 50 tours that have had to join this thing over the years and there's an established way to do it and like all these little things it's like yeah you can't it doesn't really work like that man i know it sounds good on twitter but i, I hate to be the uh the, the bearer of bad bureaucratic news here but like it's just sometimes life don't be like that and uh that that's kind of what the pj tour is up against is just a bunch of like very like being like the the guy in front of the classroom of teenagers who are just like why the fuck can't we watch a movie this is so stupid <laughs> and the tour's like well i just i let me explain it to you one more time maybe i'm not doing a good job of explaining it yeah we talked about the golf stuff the broadcast front we talked about kind of what's working uh i think what's not working is the the leaderboard on the side it's just it, does, it never shows me what i want to see never shows like the right team stuff Troy Mullins is terrible, um, like legit. Troy Mullins is is heads and shoulders better than uh, is it Sue Ann? I believe is the other yeah. one is yeah. is is mucho not good. I I, I am uh, you know although I would say I I would like uh, Balionis and you know some of the the on course reporters going forward to let the players know how proud of themselves they should be <laughs> when they when they walk off the course. That was a nice. Did you guys see them them sticking the uh, sticking the mic in? in the face of the guy who got hit with the golf ball. Oh my God. He was, yeah, that was, that's what I'm talking about. That guy just wants to see the tours get along, man. <laughs> it was not helping their case that, that, that it was not a paid crisis actor, but he just immediately start gets hit with the ball and then says, I have the PGA tour and live just need to get along, man. They just need to get along while they're playing the 18th hole. And then somebody tells him to take his sunglasses off his hat, takes it off, and it's, of course, a Trump hat that he's wearing here. Which, again, you got, it's cheers. on you guys. Like, stop making this all about... Not, Central stop talk, mass, man. Central mass. Stop talking about politics. Like, how the fuck are we supposed to ignore it? When this, when the, the, the previous live event, they were chanting, let's go, Brandon, and this guy's using his moment on TV to show off his <laughs> and, and, by, and by they, you mean legislators of our country. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> And influential media people and former leaders of the country are doing this. Like, how messed up would this be if this if these events were being held at Obama National and Obama was out there leading chants, like saying "fuck the Republican president"? Like, how messed up would that be? Can we acknowledge that? 
This is not this is not a political stance to say either way this would go is not how I would like to see golf go. Either way. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of my political beliefs, that's not that's a negative in the column for sure. At least no, I, think, admit, I think it would look it's, exactly it's the same. It's funny that the people that are saying like keep politics out of sports are the ones that wanted it keep the ones I don't agree about. That's the only yeah. thing they care about. Which can I do another? Minimum, can I do another trap draw plug? TC, <laughs> uh, I'm pumped for you guys to to talk about uh, uh, Trump claiming that Zuckerberg came to the White House last week to have dinner with him. I thought that was a really good that was a good yeah. point. But we'll we'll take that to the trap draw. Uh, the, the the studio that they're broadcasting out of on site looks Bad. like it looks like a like one of those little small like hotels. In uh, you know, like the Yotel or whatever, little the tiny little like shoebox, <laughs> almost like those things you rent at the at the airport that are like the little uh, you know minute suites or whatever. Almost <laughs> like one of the breastfeeding. Yeah, exactly. Breastfeeding a lactation food. room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like mixed with like some Star Trek shit. It's crazy. <laughs> we got to Neiman's comments about the atmosphere. Do you you guys want to talk about parachuting in? Yeah, of course. Third like, like that's my other thing is like they they're begging to be. Like they're saying, like, hey, like we want to be taken serious and all that. Like, fire Greg Norman. The guy's a fucking buffoon. Monahan versus Norman is a million percent the you versus the guy they told you not to worry about <laughs> meme. Like that yeah. is, you know who he is? He's Mark Wahlberg. What's the movie? The other dad or whatever it is. Where where uh, Mark Wahlberg? Daddy's home. Is that the Daddy's movie? Home, Daddy's believe. home. Yeah. That, that is Greg Norman. Yeah. Just tr just totally tried to pull off this cool guy thing that is anybody that could that has known the guy can see straight through it but fuck man that guy's ridiculous and he's just like a pathological liar and he's just like not a good guy and it's like i feel you know like this is gonna blow up and some of these guys there's gonna be a gotcha moment for a lot of these guys that have signed it's like oh yeah by the way you have to play six asian tour events or you know oh by the way you no longer have a franchise All the this schedule stuff. for next year does not look very good for coinciding with major championships some of the most amazing the, the wildest around the world trips they got to make are around major championships for next year the tentative schedule that we've seen are they like the year. week before a major or? i'd have to i'd have to Do, i don't think there were act, actually dates on there i think there was just months yeah it's like what they're going to sydney and austria in in april they're doing like singapore i think right before that they're doing uh what else? They got Valderrama on there. They got, I think, Dove Mountain or the Gallery down there in Tucson. They've got an L.A. one, I assume, at Trump, Los Angeles. There's a D.C. one at Trump, the Virginia uh, Trump course as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, one thing in the positive column for them, though, is like for this weird test. This is really like a test run for them, right? They're doing it. They're, as Neil said, building the plane while flying it. They're doing it live, right? All those things considered, wildly successful. Like, wildly successful. And it, it will look a lot different when they go to start next year. But again, I just cannot imagine that it's going to uh, like truly, truly pique my interest. But And and it, here's where, where I'm kind of at with that, too, is, is like you said, going up against football, I, I, it's going to be a no-brainer skip for, I would say, most of, you know, for a good a good bit of, of those people. As again, is the PGA Tour. Right. It, it again. It's fucked up that you can kind of just make the YouTube numbers say whatever you want. That's that's going to be really cool going forward. Uh, but the, I, I think I know we've said this a bunch, but a big, big, big amount of the intrigue this week was it's Cam Smith's first week. It's Honor Bond's first week. It's it's the free agency stuff is going to wane, and I I just really, really, really think like 
these events start going to Singapore and the Middle East and those events, it's like, it, it is going to be like, I, I was texting you guys earlier, two months have gone by since I remembered Matt Wolf was a golfer, right? And some of these guys are are going to have their big splash first week, right? And it is going to be like, oh my God, Cam Smith, what a loss. This is unbelievable. This changes everything. And I think it's probably going to be until about April before I start thinking about Cam Smith again. I think I, to, I, would, like, I would have to think. On Cam's thing, the more I hear about Cam from people, the more it's like, it sounds like he just wants to play golf for another five or six years and then like, retire and fish for the rest of his life totally and that is listen man again if you're exempt into the majors and you know you're probably not all that loyal to the pj tour in the first place and someone's going to give you hundreds of millions of dollars like that's it's pretty hard to make the case it might be like jimmy johnson (laughs) 2.0 uh it's just uh i don't know man i I think i i don't want to say this is the peak but uh, i think it you know, it's going to get less exciting yeah. before it gets more exciting. But this is also the point. I feel like on a week-to-week basis, we've been able to, with relative accuracy, predict what's getting ready to happen. Like who is leaving, who is, you know, who get an idea of who the next wave is it's and what's going to happen. at this point for the season. Now I don't yeah. know. I do not know what happens next. I really don't. Yeah. In, in the next six months, in the next year, I truly don't. I, I cannot imagine it just continues status quo-wise. Like, I don't know how they're going to pull. I don't know if they have another wave of guys coming after the President's Cup or what that might be. Now, do they go back to – I'm just pulling names out of a hat. Do they go back to Cantlay and Xander, and is that number double? Like, the money means truly nothing to them at this point. Like, why wouldn't it, right? That's what Keith Mitchell was saying. Like, dude, this is not going to stop. Like, they're not going to stop dangling this money in front of people. Guys that were in this most recent wave had money – amplified go went up 50 percent. one of the guys money went up 50 percent, and he ended, he ended up signing and so it, it is yeah. not to say that it's it's done happening i just truly don't i think people have chosen sides as of this point but now the next step is does the money get so ridiculous that it's just like borderline irresponsible well, at some point it's down. kind of the startup mentality right you're like even if you don't have a functioning business as long as you're taking on fundraising and have excitement and everything and it feels like it's it's growing and scalable and you're this sexy unicorn out there until you're not right. And then it, and then kind of, you know, the music stops and it's like, what next? We don't have a functioning business. Right. And I don't, I struggle to make this point because I'm not, I don't root for the business of the PGA tour in any way. I, so I definitely don't root for the business aspect of live, but I think it's a huge problem and hurdle for me knowing that it's not market forces at work, like rooting for this thing, right? The, the, the fact that the money so outsizes the actual value of these players that we know it doesn't like they're not getting a return on that makes it feel super unsustainable. And Make- beyond that, like it's a fucking rounding error for the Saudis. Yeah. Like if the price of oil goes up, you know, a dollar, it like it pays for live for years, a thousand <laughs> times over, right? Like it's it truly doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Or also if they, you know, if the price goes down in a couple of years and they are looking to cut a couple billion from their budget, like would probably be a pretty easy cut as well. Yeah. They also made like what, $48 billion in profit in the second quarter alone. Aramco did, I think it was like, it's just, and that's quarter. just Aramco and their, you know, who knows what they're doing from a accounting perspective as yeah. well before it goes into, yeah. you know, revenue, it's probably dumped into the kingdom's coffers even before that. Right. Do want to give a shout out. We got a lot more to talk about here. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Rowback. Usually, when I do one of these ad reads, I am wearing a Rowback hoodie. I just want to say, for transparency purposes, it was hot in the house tonight. I'm not wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing a t shirt 
And so I just want that to speak to the honesty of when I am usually saying I'm wearing one, you guys know it to be true. You see me almost can I, every day. Can I pick it up, Sally? It was it was about 68 degrees here today. It was absolute roback season. Roback I, I was season. I was wearing it all day, so I, I got you. And I they're on the you. way to the warehouse right now as we speak to the NLU warehouse. And, of course, you can buy them from, from the roback site as well. You can well. go straight to roback. They got great performance polos. They got performance Q-zips. They're a game changer. They are soft. You can wear them on the golf course and off. And, of course, the performance hoodies, the stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. They may be the softest, most comfortable performance hoodie on the entire market. You know my guy cooking with Daryl. Look, I sent him some NLU gear, and he was like, look, I, I, I appreciate it, but I'm a rowback guy. So I we got to send him some, some NLU rowbacks. I, we definitely have to do it. So check out Cooking with Daryl on Instagram. That's my guy, big golfer as well. Rowback is gaining traction big time. You can use code NLU on rowback.com for a generous 20% off your first order. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com, 20 20% off polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with code NLU. Can we go circle back on the Varner thing here? It was a little weird to watch this one unplay, uh, play out this past week. I think it speaks to everyone's uh, the outrage fatigue when uh, and also just the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the drill tweet of... You, <laughs> I, I'd like to issue a... Cor- I, I don't have a word for word. I'd like to issue a, a, a correction of a previous statement about the uh, organization. Regarding the terror group ISIL, uh, you do not under any circumstances, quote, gotta hand it to him. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a bit of how I felt as well. A, a lot of just... A lot of, like, white knighting on a lot of this, like, live... I can't even look at live. This is absolutely... This is just an, an atrocity of sports washing, which all of all of which I largely agree on. And a lot of that just goes out the window. It's like, well, you got to admit that was a pretty good statement. Good to see him play it. Good to see him just tell it like it is, man. It's like, well, uh, cool, man. You, what a bunch of you guys know I easy, keep it real. A lot of a lot of easy marks out there. I think he said his wife um, told him, you know what? Fuck, fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. He's like, I don't. You know, I hate being hated. That's Which what, if, again, if that's you're what gonna, the money's for, Harold. Yeah, again, if if you're gonna take, uh, you know, if you're gonna take, I'm not even gonna guess at how much money he got, but I think based on numbers that we've heard, it's an exorbitant amount. Uh, if you're gonna take that from the Saudi government to go play in this fake sports league, like I think, fuck everybody is probably the attitude you should uh, yeah, you yeah. should stick to because that it's pretty clear how you feel. I think uh, I, I'm looking on trying to find his statement on his profile. He may have deleted the tweet that had his uh, statement oh, yeah. in it, uh, in that where everyone was gotta love, gotta hand it to him. Love but a backbone like that. It's just very. It just it just is. Yeah, I think it just speaks to like how beaten down people are. Which the only thing I will say is we've been asking somebody to just say it's about the money, basically, and that was about as close as we've got. But like, just never lose track of again what you're signing up to do, and it's to go carry water for the Saudis, right? And it seems like yeah, more and more media people are being influenced and encouraged to be doing this. I don't know, dangling access in front of them has uh, has turned people into huge live fans all of a sudden and want to throw grenades at us. Just keep an eye on that space because that is not lost upon us of. Uh, the people that uh, are are given a platform by live and access to everything just so they say nice things about them. I hope you guys are getting paid. I really hope you are. You're you're you are totally messing up the market if lives not paying you guys a lot of money. And also, I would say, you know, much like the players, if if we're not there yet, just you got to double our offer. You know, and maybe we'll maybe we'll come around too. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> what else we got? We got uh, the chopping the heads off in the videos. I think we gotta tell us about that. <laughs> Deej uh, pointed they, me in, in in this direction earlier in the week. 
I just thought it was very interesting. They they did a uh, the hype video, which I, I think this is what really crystallized my uh, this. Well, I think it was the second third of people that I described of just like uh, a friend of mine, uh, Charlie Warzel is a, is a writer who was texting me about it. Like who thinks like, who thinks this is cool and who is reading, who's rooting for these like millionaires to go to these like bad parties <laughs> and like sees these close-ups of the shrimp cocktail in these sizzle reels and just like, fuck yeah, that's dude. what I'm talking about. Fuck yeah, Cody Ringland lobster, baby. Get the bag, Coke rack. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck everybody. Did you see Cam's uh, shoes? It's just way? awful. They're it's like all... white high heel cowboy boots. Oh, they, that's that's where like the secondhand embarrassment kicks in. But again, uh, I, I would uh, I would shout out our guy Jason Page for the uh, I think you should leave mashup uh, the dangerous nights sloppy six crew mixed with the live uh, the the live sizzle reel. If anybody's a I think you should leave fan, I, I you get a very big kick out of that. But, but they keep using this this one so, sorry visual yes tool. so so they they. I don't know why they thought it like they did it like twice. And then I think they were like, holy shit. After effects takes forever to like do this frame by frame. So let's just not have any more of those, but it starts with like Pat Perez's head being like, like, like I it's like Terrence and mis- Philip. Oh. Very Terrence and Philip. That's a great call. I, uh, you know, unfortunately called it a, a decapitation was corrected by many people that it was more of a recapitation. His head was kind of, decapitated from his body and then <laughs> spins in a playful way back onto his his shoulders so i think oh. nothing to worry about there uh but just to, you know again I, I i'm not trying to be cheeky not trying to be clever not trying to have anyone have the worst day of their job shout out to i think you should leave but uh just i would probably something i would have stayed away from you know yeah. considering the client considering kind of the tone the brand i think anything with heads being chopped off is a stay away i think that's got to be in the brand guidelines going forward i think i think your editor has to be aware of no decapitation stuff we're not doing that that's that's a hot button issue and we don't really want to bring it up we got to talk about phil's victory lap here and yeah. and his interview after i don't remember which which round it was was it saturday or something where he's uh you know makes makes a comment um i think the fans are getting a lot of benefit out of this and, and all golfers all professional golfers are getting a lot of benefit the guys on tour are playing for a lot more money. It's great that they magically found a couple hundred million dollars. That's awesome. Like, Phil, we've been over this <laughs> like a dozen times now. It's so, but it's so perfect for the people that eat up what he has to yeah. say. Of like, oh yeah, that Phil was right. Phil was right. Look, he got him again. Look at <laughs> where they got all this money. Look at all this point. They found a you couple gotta, hundred million dollars. You gotta admit, you gotta hand it to him. You gotta admit, me going to live and disrupting <laughs> the entire ecosystem put the PGA Tour in an existential crisis, and they had to dip desperately into their reserves and hit up their sponsors <laughs> for a lot more money, and they haven't even called them yet, putting them on the brink of not being able to pull this off. You gotta admit, I did that. I, I was the uh, the way I was kind of thinking about a lot of the reaction to this was it sounds like people being like you know you got it like i know richard reed didn't go about it the right way i know that <laughs> but you gotta admit shoe bombings are almost they're they're he basically wiped them out you know they don't exist anymore uh that that's how a lot of people kind of seem to synthesize how about news, mr but- player well, can we that say was Phil? Not oh, the was hero we expected, oh, there was an entire Sports Illustrated interview with him, which, again, you have to view all of these interviews through the lens of the fact that we, what we know about the contracts, that the interviews have to be approved. Which is uh, sick. But there was it is just a, a Q&A interview with Bob Herrig of Sports Illustrated. And kind of honestly, it was pretty embarrassing. 
on Bob's front. There was well, a lot of Bob's Bob's been very good on a lot of this stuff. This this a lot of these questions were like, Phil, how awesome are you, man? Just just talk about how awesome you is are. Is Jane McNeil uh, approving all the the uh, questions? I don't know. I it reads like a like a here's the here's what we'd like you to ask Phil for this exclusive, <laughs> right? Like, tough, didn't you come up really with these tough. ideas? Basically, is essentially the vibe in it, and uh, yeah, it's just it, again, any just for I encourage anyone to know. If you're going to hear interviews or read interviews with these players, it is going to it's they have to be approved. Like that again, it's propaganda. That's what that's what you're reading. And I do not I have I'm yet to find it. I would love it if somebody could point me in the right direction where Phil was trying to organize all the best players in the world to come together to say, "Hey, we need to play on, you know, together. Like I'm let's do this as a group. This is what I want to do. We all need to get together more frequently, play for higher purses. We're cannibalizing ourselves. Let's get in the same room and hash this out." Well, Sally, I, I will say as well, like it's definitely going to go over well with the rest of the players, the rank and file when Phil brings it to the table. Most of whom hate Phil. Yes. So, like, hey, listen, guys. Like, this is very like, similar to like he's when, the perfect when, messenger for that, right? Very similar to when Bryson said he tried to do the same exactly. thing as well. Yes. Like, oh, nobody fucking likes you, man. What yeah. do you want? Like what Bryson, do you like, say? you couldn't even get elected to the pack. <laughs> There's like 20 guys on the pack. Uh, so yeah, it's it's again the victory lap that is gonna. All the live fanboys are just gonna jump all over it, and all the Facebook comments are gonna be all over it, and it's just like, man, that's just not how things actually work. And it, what, I don't know, it's just so what, frustrating. I think I'm wading into the territory. I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot. Obviously, it's like the only fucking golf thing that any of us have thought about for 18 months now. But uh, I'm I'm getting to the point where I don't know that we can really do the reaction to reaction stuff anymore. I, I think we might need to just might need to just stick to the facts. what's going on what do you think of it like i'm just like like cool if if people want to feel that way about phil like they're clearly fucking idiots and like it's not it's not it's no skin off my back right like i feel like everybody that's in the boat is in the boat right now people that want to dip their toe in to live that's fine but i don't think it's gonna you know i think people with half a brain in some sense can can kind of you know like nobody's gonna think about this shit until like the, the the majority of the populace is gonna wake up week of augusta next year be like oh like what's going on with those live stuff like <laughs> like i my dad i 100 percent, my dad's gonna like in april 1st he's gonna be like whatever happened with all that live stuff <laughs> for sure you know yeah. and it's just like it like it's only a big deal if you make it a big deal and like let it bug you for the next few months at least right and that's that's what i think i was kind of getting to is like i think for a long time probably definitely for way too long and that's why we find ourselves in this shit show probably there was kind of one set of facts in the game of golf right and it was kind of like here's where the people play here's the tournaments that matter the telecast fucking stinks so basically all (laughs) we can base all we can really talk about is like you know tiger or jack uh is rory the next guy what's going on with spieth right and when everybody's on the same page it's very easy to do that and now that it's just like a, a literal line is kind of like drawn down the middle and it just becomes so us versus them. And like, I'm not even rooting for something. I'm just rooting against you is where it's like, okay, cool. Now we're the same as the rest of everything. Like now it is, it is politics. It is sports. It is fucking movies. It's music. It's every, like, it's everything. Like our, our little oasis, I think, might be might be done. But the majors is, are gonna be sick the way too. But I just want to go back to 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 Phil and like again, there was issues on the PGA tour and the issues 
in, in a way have now been addressed because of live. Right. But it was, and it was never, you got to admit, but you got to admit it's because I will, of live. I got to admit, I will a hundred percent will like, Nobody has not admitted that. Nobody is <laughs> nobody is saying that. that I, that's another. I think that thing. there's a huge void between they magically found two hundred million dollars and this is happening because of live. Right? Like it's not. I don't know how to say that. Right? There is a they, the tour needed to be pushed to the existential Both things can be edge. True. Yeah, Both things causation can be true. and correlation. Yeah, like yeah. you could not have made these changes without an, a completely irrational actor coming in to threaten the entire ecosystem. Right? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. But you can't do this. But you can't both take credit for it one while leaving, like and not trying to actually address the issues there. Say you're moving on. Like, I've moved on. My focus is all on live now. The lawsuit is titled Mickelson et al. Like it is. You are the one suing the PGA Tour to continue to be able to play there. You cannot say I'm moved on and I'm totally focused on live and be suing your former PGA Tour. It's almost like, like Phil's a sociopath. Or yes, something. and I just would have seen that coming. I just can't believe the people that just lap this shit Speaking up. Speaking of sociopaths, can we get to Gary Player? Yes. I wish I wish we had Mr. Van Valkenberg here to read this off, but uh, Player said, I wouldn't take a billion dollars for my nine majors on both tours. I worked hard. I had desire. I traveled the world. It was an education. I met wonderful people. How can you ever be a champion playing on a tour with 54 holes and no cut? He goes on. This is to uh, Joel Beal. In, uh, and keep in mind, Mr. Player, Golf Saudi ambassador. Yeah. Uh, as well. Actually, these words carry a little extra weight. What sort of tour is that? 54 holes, no cut, a team event nobody understands. It's a tour for people who don't have confidence in their future. They don't have the confidence that they can be winners. It's never going to be a comparable to the regular tour. No chance. They've declared war on the PGA Tour. The 86-year-old then also turned his fire on Cam Smith, the Saudi-funded Rebel Tour's latest star recruit. Here's a young man I really thought was going to be a superstar. Now, what sort of future does he even have? Player said. Will he be able to realize this great dream of being a champion? I don't know. I don't blame Stenson for going. He had no money, so he had to go. But this is a potential superstar. I think his advisors have given him the wrong advice. Like, how about Stenson? Total drive-by on Stenson. Which is true on Stenson. Yeah, you got As you're saying that, TC, and I'm thinking about, like, yeah, Cam might just, you know get all the money, uh, retire, go open a coffee shop and fish every day. is like, yeah, what, what kind of future does that guy have? So, yeah, that actually that sounds delightful. That. That's, that's pretty great. Uh, I don't know. I just – Gary Player being like the the moral, you know, that par- paragon. That makes me question sure. It makes me question everything. <laughs> that yeah. kind of blows up the whole foundation of what we're saying. I mean, oh, fuck, you know, this guy's this on is, our side? This guy got accused of cheating in the skins game, for God's sake. <laughs> Cheated on camera. That's how much he wanted. At, uh, that's how much he wanted to win. That's how much he wanted to win. Bad, you can't. Bad guy. I get. I got. Uh, I was at a wedding. That, my sister's wedding this weekend, and I got a ton no, of questions. No, no, you weren't at a wedding. You performed your. Sister. You I was officiated the yeah. wedding. Yes, get your West Virginia jokes in there. Marry my sister. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the your, si- your sister hates West Virginia. A lot of people <laughs> were asking me what the mate, what's the master's going to do, what's the master's going to do, and I found myself like. I guess uh, being surprised a lot of the, that, that was during a question. the ceremony they were asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. Uh, strong, one question here in the back. Sorry. Strong men with tears in their eyes. <laughs> but I, I've I've been resigned to like I don't think Augusta is going to do anything about this. Do you guys feel differently about that? Should we just take a temperature check on they're the next one up as far as deciding if their eligibility criteria stay the same? I mean, it's kind of like it's just gonna like it's gonna fix the glitch, right? So the world uh, ranking. What, 
I mean, I know we've been over this. For the exempt players, though. I kind of disagree in that, like, I... I think they are going to. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm truly like fifty-one forty-nine kind of a. I. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I was thinking like thought exercise of what would happen. It's kind of easy to rip the bandaid off if who you, the people you have to ban are like Phil, Bubba, Sergio. I mean, Dustin kind of sucks, but it'd be sick whatever. if they banned Danny Willett, even though he didn't join. <laughs> <laughs> ZJ, but stay at home. So if if those are the past champions you got to ban, I would say other well, Bubba and Phil are massively popular, but much more with the crowd that you're talking about, Tron, who is not going to think about golf until April first. But after that, yeah, the glitch kind of gets fixed with the world rankings a little bit, right? If like I don't know, extent, I, I think it would yeah. be it would be a little bit of a, a kerfuffle uh, up front. But after that, I think it like I don't think people would really care all that it's much. An, it's an invitational. Uh, it, yeah. it's a it's a it would be an extremely strong statement. The, the Augusta National, I don't need to say this, is not the PGA Tour, and this is the PGA Tour's fight, right? And Augusta has tried hard in recent memory, you know, less so in recent memory, but in the not so distant past, was like very much like, hey, we're clearly not the PGA Tour. Like, try to distance themselves yeah. as much as possible. Right. Yeah, which like if we're talking about the two the two brands, I, yeah. I don't blame them at all for that. Yeah. That's a, that's a very <laughs> smart move. So, what would their real motivation for that be? I I don't know. I think it like you said, the OWGR is going to kind of that's going to kind of solve itself. They had this five year criteria dangled there for the Open Champion this year. I think it would be wrong to take that away from Cam Smith. I yeah, think I think that it's is, earned. I think that's factored into his decision to leave. I think Dustin's decision to leave, as he's exempt for through twenty twenty four or five or however that counts out for that major. Um, I I think it would be unless it had been clearly communicated, which we've heard rumors that it has been communicated to players that they have said, "Hey, you're not getting through the gates here." Unless it was very clearly communicated to them before they made that decision. Uh, that they would not be allowed to play, I think it'd be pretty tough to take that away from Because I think that's the one thing keeping Danny Willett out of this, right? Is like he finished outside the top 125 on the on the FedEx Cup this year. Like he doesn't have a full PGA Tour card anymore and all that. Like what's to stop him from jumping? Essentially yeah. just, just the Masters. So I don't know. Did you guys see the wedding guess yeah. thing? I saw the link. I didn't. I didn't click in. I, I need a. I need a recap. So these people were like hosting a wedding on their property. They live. They have a big lot. They live next to the golf course, and uh, the golf course. The um, I guess there was a disputed property line. These people were camping on the side of the lot on the side of the wedding. The the local police came and like raided raided it at like sunrise one morning uh, because like the golf the golf maintenance crew thought that they were like live protesters that were going to like storm, storm the golf course and protest. Crazy, <sighs> crazy. What a week. Uh, a and, the, sh- and then I saw the tour happened. finally like tabled the global event series. Yeah. Decision. I think with the new kind of development, kind of got backed down by the, by their own players on that yeah. one. But goddamn, they need to, that sounded do so some international. Yeah. It sounded awful, but they need to get, they need some of these, Elevated events need to be international, man, and not just the Scottish Open. Like, well, even that, like, how do you make the Scott the Scottish like that's it's, sucks a, it's a national open, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's then you're just kind of LA opening, you know, doing the same thing they did to the Genesis, which is great. I love Riviera and I want to see all the best players there, but it kind of sucks that the LA Open is not the LA Open anymore. 
but uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Genesis how is how many, still like how many great uh, memories you get in from no, numbers I get it. one twenty one through one fifty six that are not involved in that. I mean, field. even like fifteen but, years ago, like the LA Open was like a lot of guys skipped it, right? It's yeah. it's well to all the critiques of the new world ranking system. I think you know again, people have been way too quick to jump on what was originally reported that they're doing sixty person no cut events for these elevated events that has not been decided on in both 60 player fields and no cut has not been decided on to this point to my, not to my knowledge at least definitely at the time of, of that reporting not accurate now the new world ranking system <laughs> conjugal visits not, not that i've not that i've heard of the new world ranking system is going to encourage players to have more have bigger fields because it is now counting every player in the field whereas Depth. it used to just count the top 200 uh in the you know in the, in the field that would go towards the points. The Tour Championship got a big cut this year. BMW had a big cut compared to last year. And uh, and in the next year, with even less players in those, they're going to get hit pretty hard based on this new system. So I, I'm guessing players are going to look at that and say, like, hey, we're we're kind of hurting ourselves by making this you know too top-heavy of a field. Let's have 100 guys. Let's have 120, and let's have a cut because that's going to contribute a lot of world-ranking points to the only events we're going to be playing. So... I think that there is – I'm interested in – I think I would love the Scottish and the Irish. If the DP World Tour is – Not gonna, the Irish if they're going to keep hosting it at dog shit But venues. listen, the DP World Tour has got to get something out of this, right? Otherwise, they have made a bad deal, and they do very well may have. Do something on the mainland then, you know, or do something like move it around all over Europe, right? Or or do, you know – I like I'm assuming Wentworth would be – That would be good. The option there. But like, you know, the fact – like you got to go to Australia once – you know, at least once every other year, once every three years, you got to go to like. I'm going to push back on that because I don't, I don't, I think they've tried Australia. I don't think it works. I don't think guys want to go there. I don't think the players want to make that trip. I think the tax rate is horrific. The guys get taxed at like 60% of their winnings or whatever there. I don't think it's going to fit well in the schedule. And I think the TV times are very, very not good in all likelihood for U.S. markets. So I, I just like, I think they've done Which that. I don't understand that at all. Like the TV times are great. It's in prime time here. Well, if only in how's that work? You got to play it. Um, you got to play it at weird times there. Like they played the President's Cup at weird times so that it would be in yeah, prime time. That's I fine. think. I mean, so. it's like, like like play that in the morning there, so it's in the yeah prime time here. But yeah, no, I, I get it. But just having uh, like, and I know they're still gonna have the Zozo or the CJ Cup or whatever. But part of the reason we got into this issue in the first place is because the rest of the world doesn't feel like there's any connectivity to the PGA Tour, right? Yeah, and I, I still, but I would argue I was, that's not the PGA Tour's role. But it, but like Rory has said, like I want this to be a global tour, right? And the be, the better, you know, and some of that money gets unlocked through global sponsorships and and all that when you do have a presence in London and a presence in Japan and a presence in, you know, Mexico City. For I instance, guess right? where I come from on this is like I. Does it make a ton of sense to have events in Japan and Korea, huge golf countries? Yes. Do I feel like I'm winning as a fan? I don't, right? They happen in the middle of the night, and I'm just like, you know, it feels like something we should we would be saying on here, like they should have an event in Japan. How they not have an event in Japan? And they do. I know COVID's kind of thrown that for a, thrown that for a loop, but it's been it's been uh, not the most convenient to watch. But also, the like, watch. the tour also hasn't done a good job of, like, marketing or making those events feel special either, right? And also on uh, again, going back to the on-site experience, that on-site Zozo looked fucking awesome as yeah. well. Like I think it's I think it's pretty pretty lit up over there as well. So at, I, I'm willing to take a small 
you know, a small loss on on our front or DVR something for yeah. for a I know larger a, international game. A very American point of view here, but I think like also what is driving the tour is like American corporation business, right? And ratings. Like that's yeah. the TV that's, deals. For now, but, but that's for also now, a risk, I, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's why that le- that train of thought is what's gotten us partly into this situation. There were some uh, there were some wide sweeping comments about Lahiri's presence in. Uh, oh, that was great. Luke, oh, as, Luke Elvey, Greg Norman, <laughs> he's not gonna fuck you. Okay, man, he's not gonna fuck you. Like hey, same for Hank Haney. That's un. It's unbelievable how unintelligent Luke Elvey is. And if 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 the Masters hires him again to do their commentary on one of the featured holes or featured groups it's a joke like the guy like I've, i don't i don't think i've been so embarrassed for somebody in a long time hank haney i hope i hope he's getting paid god i hope he's getting at least a little bit of money otherwise just watch people debase themselves just to, just out of a i think it more, just comes more on the hate. floor baby we're on the floor. It's a hate for the tour. They just like totally lost themselves in this shit, man. Speaking of board on the floor, cousin Greg was uh he was playing golf the other day. At, at Innis. Yeah. Yeah, totally. King Collins is on up in New York. Can we talk some corn fairy? Let's do it. Like I'm so there's so much other golf shit happening this week. I was excited. And, and let me let me preface this real quick, TC, because <laughs> I was I was thinking about a lot of this and I would love nothing more than to just like kick the door down and be like, this is bullshit. What people should be watching is the corn fairy tour finals oh, I mean, and the LPGA. And this is what real golf is. And I, I do believe that, right? Like I'm, I'm all in. I thought the, the corn fairy tour championship was unbelievable to watch. I had a blast watching it. Is that realistic? Like, no, right? Like if there's a hundred percent capacity of like people's brain space for golf right now, 90% of it is taken up with live. So I don't want to, I know that's not what you're saying, but that's just kind of how what I was wrestling with in my head is like, do you know how easy we just did a, an hour and a half on live stuff yeah, and we could so easily easy. do another 90 minutes? It's all I can fucking think about. It's all I can talk about. And and like squaring that in my head with like every dude that gets off the golf course at this Corn Ferry event is crying their eyes out because of how much it means to them and going to the PGA Tour and they can't even like look at the camera. They can't look at their family. It's unbelievably awesome. It's so cool. And in a perfect world, that would be the centerpiece story of, of golf. And it just sucks that that's like not realistic, right? So I, I just want to. Or if people, know, you know, if that. people need to take some time off of golf, do that too. And we'll talk about yeah. this stuff that you missed while you were away on the podcast, right? So I think right. Justin saw one finals, fully exempt for 22, 23. Uh, won the regular season is, points and the finals points. And he gets in the US Open, he gets in the players. You know, also, it just goes to show you too, it's like how. I don't know. There's this big debate this week about Pearson Cootie. He won this year in a kind of a condensed season after NCAAs and all that. And it's like, hey, I think they fixed this glitch to where the guys graduating from PGA Tour U get almost a full season on the Corn Ferry Tour starting. Is it starting next year or starting the year after? I think it's starting next year, where like the season's a little bit later on the Corn Ferry Tour. The finals will go into October. Uh, and, and, you know, the guys coming out of college will, will get nearly a full season where that didn't happen this year. So I think that's kind of, you know, fixing itself, but also like he came out and like, if he gets a top 10 or a top 20 this week, he, he, like he gets his PGA tour card. He didn't do it. Play better. Right. Like, I don't think it's still a meritocracy. It, you still got to yeah. earn your way on. Like, I just, like, I totally get that there needs to be pathways for guys to earn their way up and, and quick promotion and relegation, but also like just 
just play better. Like other guys, like Morikawa did it. Uh, you know, like Spieth. Yeah, like you well, know, Gordon did it, and he his back in the corn for exactly. Finals, and right? it's like, all right, like he he needs a little bit more seasoning on the the full corn. You know, corn. Like I, I personally, I don't think his game projects quite as well as some of these other guys. Um, you know, I think he's got a like a high floor, but maybe a lower ceiling. And it's like I don't see that much harm in him going out and having to ply his craft on the corn ferry tour again next year. They're bumping uh, purses up, and it's like, all right, then next September or October, he's starting on the PGA tour. Or really, I guess it would be next, you know, January or you know, January 24 because they're not gonna have the wraparound season anymore. But like, I don't know, there was just a whole lot of like griping about. You know, oh, there needs to be like these automatic almost pathways to the PGA Tour, and it's like I don't think we just need to give these kids like automatic exemptions to the PGA Tour if they pass some arbitrary eye test or something. No like handouts that. on TC's watch. There'll be no handouts right? on this tour. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I, I, or go ahead, sorry. Uh, I just it is not perfect. Right? It's uh, Zalator spending too long on the Corn Ferry Tour was a COVID related thing. Yeah. I do think there should be some kind of blending merging of points, right? Like if you get sponsors, if you are a stud and you're doing really well on the corn Ferry tour, you got your card locked up and you get like a sponsor's exemption on the PGA tour, like figure out a way to make that count towards something on the corn. But this is also a positive, a benefit to what they could potentially do with this new tiered system. Yeah. Right. Like you can easily have connectivity between the corn Ferry tour and the kind of the regular level PGA tour events. And like they're, there is more promotion and relegation on that front versus now it's just like, you know, like, yeah, you're going to have these situations like a Zalatoris or Pearson Cootie this year or whomever, but it's also like Justin So went out and got it done and, and crushed everybody. Will Gordon, same thing. Yep. It's like he didn't have, he had, he barely had status at the beginning of this year, you know? And I, I think there's, I forget who was either saying it or tweeting it or, or whatever, but the, the whole Scheffler thing and how much he credits that full year on the Corn Ferry Tour as kind of making him into, you know, basically like the literal best player in the world. I think it's just a really interesting conversation to have, right? Of of what's what's actually better for the the product, capital T, yeah. capital P. Is it is it incredible turnover? And is it getting these guys in there as fast as possible, even if they're not actually ready? And yes, maybe like they, they do turn into world beaters and some of them do, but probably most of them won't. Or is it like the baseball approach almost where it's like, no, 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 like this, your, your clock starts now, you're going to be up in three years. And by that time, like you're going to be one of the best shortstops in professional baseball right is like i i don't know i I don't know the answer but i think it's like a a pretty interesting it's like case by case right and i think it's it's something too to where you know part of the knock on the corn ferry tour is they need to play on better courses they're working on that right they're trying to go to better venues to better identify who the best players are they're going to translate to pga tour courses instead of just having birdie fests and wedge competitions you know so i I think it's you know you got to look at the whole ecosystem but i do think you know, one thing that they could do in the near term would be like more connectivity, at least with the opposite field events or with some of these lower tier summer events, because it's just like, it's crazy to me that, you know, John Houston and Omar Uresti are, are, you know, teeing it up six times a year or whatever. And like these guys can't get a look on the PGA tour. Right. Well, and, and not only that, but also like how asinine is it to have guys afraid to try to qualify for the fucking U S yeah, open exactly. yeah. because they might miss a corn fairy tour event. Yeah. Right. And, and I get why people make that decision and have made that decision, but yeah, there's gotta be some, I'm 
Uh, TC, show me your petition. I would, I would sign it. Well, I'm, so, I'm in. Yeah, so a few other things. Just uh, Five more guys did get into the top 125 on the final FedEx Cup list due to some of the lib departures. So, you know, like the 126 through 130 basically got in. So Matt Wallace, don't call him Mike. Austin Smotherman, who, like, I was kind of shocked to see him lose his card. Our guy, Justin Lauer. Doc Redman, not a real doctor. Uh, Danny Willett. <laughs> And Kelly Kraft uh, all got in. And then so Nick Hardy was the first guy out at 126. He got in via finals as well. Which is uh, awesome. That's a cool story too, yeah. right? Coming back from injury and clearly like, you know, if not a world beater, a, a pretty freaking talented player. So good to see him him get back. I did see uh, Scam Champ finish 127th in the newly updated FedEx Cup standings, which are too difficult to find the actual ones that I know that's kind of a technical thing, but I just rely on what TC tells me now. Like the I don't tour needs find to f- fix the website, man. Like I know the app sucks, but the website is that's why everybody to went to live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I shout out to Carson Young, longtime pod listener. He's a how good was, was Clemson Did you see guy? his, his yeah. interview after awesome. after the round? So good. He awesome. he's got the shout out to mustaches everywhere. He's got the uh looking almost like a 2014 Ricky Fowler stunt double sort of a, a look that he has going on. But uh I mean, God, man, that that's the stuff where I, I really started, you know, feeling things when you're watching is like he was talking about how he had to go to Q school. And he's facing this week where literally if he doesn't get through Q school, he's going to stop playing pro golf. And instead he gets through and then he spends a year on the corn Ferry tour. And now in, you know, 12 months, he's made it to the PJ tour. It's just, it's fucking awesome. Who knows how that projects for his time on the PJ tour. And again, there's a whole conversation about whether those guys are bringing in fans and whether those guys are going to be, you know, are they, are they the same guys that we're going to be griping about? this time next year about like, how did this guy get into fields and nobody wants to watch it, blah, blah, blah. But it, it is just a good reminder that, you know, you kind of need a whole ecosystem, and right? It's also, they're going to have a Q school again. So like right. if, if some dude yeah. is a generational talent, cool, go play Q school. Yeah. Finish in the top five. You're in man. Yep. You know, yeah, like the, if you play, you play great enough golf, you're going to play your way out of whatever you're playing. Out of, right. There's not like yeah. Supreme talents being suppressed by the system. I don't really don't think that I would just, and if you are a, like a supreme talent and you're not advancing then like maybe you're not a supreme talent that's that's pretty much where i'm at with and you, sh- you should go to live <laughs> uh and then uh camila vijaga shut the course record 62 in the second round and in true camila vijaga fashion did not advance he, he got up to like 36 uh, but he's not- he's an assistant captain for the for the international team i think camila is doing Doing, doing just fine as far as in his golf career right now. But yeah, Justin saw like just a fantastic performance. Uh, I'm excited to see him out on tour next year. Our guy Brandon Matthews, did you guys see him oh drive? Oh my God, did you Jesus, see this? man. Drove a 432-yard <laughs> hog. It's not 432 as the crow flies, but like... like 342 cover, I think. I, I like think that. at least, I think it was 370 cover to the front of the green over water and Which, drove the green. He, you know what this live stuff has been a, a has been really good for is people who hate uh, roll the ball back conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've really had to take our eye off the ball, so to speak. And uh, that was one where I was like, "Oh man, that's." I mean, Brandon, he hits the ball farther than anybody I've ever seen. It's outrageous, and I cannot wait to watch him on the PGA because Tour because it's somewhere like he's gotten exemptions into PGA Tour events. He's Monday queued into a couple, and it's like it doesn't translate on a. Like, hey, this is your chance. Go. go like, right. It's like Give him a lot of high reps. variance. Yeah. He needs a big sample size, and he's going to be like, you know, miss 
some like he's definitely brought his floor up this year. He played really well at the U.S. Open. He's brought his floor up, but like he needs six events in a row, getting he, a rhythm, and he may win one as yeah. a rookie. Like he he might do the five missed cuts in a row and then win one. Yeah, he's a, a freak freak talent. He's on the he's on the Stallings plan, <laughs> <laughs> the Sepp Straka plan. Uh, Your Rory stat. Yeah, I don't know. I just threw this on there. The, the I, I think it was Justin Ray stat, and then the tour lifted it from him or whatever. But whatever. Good on the tour for actually putting it up and doing some decent stuff on social. Wedge improvement. His first six starts of the year, or of this season, whatever that means, 208th in wedge proximity. Or there might be too many guys on tour, because that's a lot of 208. <laughs> you know how fucking bad that is? It's like literally the worst. Yeah. And his last, last 10 starts, first. So we see what we see what the weakness was, because he had a lot of success it's there crazy. in the last 10 starts. Uh, yeah, that was everything I had on Corn Ferry. We had Gabby Lopez winning in Toledo uh, with a final round 63. She birded her last three holes to win by one over Megan Kang. Personally, we are on to Cincinnati. Uh, Gabby Lopez, I think she's a very slow player, I'm told. Some people you, call you her were, Gab- Gabby Lopez. I have Slopez. to disclose, you were, you were calling her Gabby Lopez, <laughs> which uh, I think is a pretty good nickname. But kind of an I, underwhelming I career. I think she's like 28 now. She's, you know, good on her for getting, I think this is her third career win, but one top 10 in a major. Need to see a little bit more out of Gabby. Uh, good to see some form from Megan Kang. Yeah, so like, absolutely. You know, she'd, she'd be someone that would be very fun to root for in, any, in any contention. Uh, you know, again, this time next year, we'll probably talking about live ladies. Yep. Uh, it's coming. You know, and we've got then, some time this fall. We're going to have some time to cover a lot. We've been pushing a lot of stuff off to fall. It just yeah. has been an emergency pretty much week after week. But we'll uh, have a lot to cover. We're, we're on to Cincinnati this week. Uh, we're going to the, the Kroger Queen City Classic. Uh, our championship uh, presented by Procter & Gamble, I believe. Uh, shout, shout out to Randy's people at Kroger. Uh, we'll be up there, be at the event on Saturday, uh, and then various times throughout the week as well. Uh, Big and I also recorded a, a trap draw that will drop this week with Beth Ann, uh, digging in on the LPGA season thus far. And then, uh, sorry, this is just like my housekeeping stuff. If that's totally fine, okay. we're uh, going down the leaderboard of, of yeah. all the tours. So I went up to Simpson Cup this week, uh, support Cody and, and kind of something that's near and dear to his heart. I think after being there, it's now near and dear to my heart as well. Uh, it was awesome. It what, was, what is the Simpson Cup? Simpson Cup is put on by the On Course Foundation. Uh, John Simpson, who is a longtime agent for IMG, a uh, a British. And- uh, who was gentleman. on the podcast last week? Yeah. I would encourage yeah. everybody to go listen to that. It um, it's basically wounded, um, you know, wounded vets from the uh, U.S. and the U.K. Uh, squaring off in a Ryder Cup style competition. It was at Baltus Raw this year. It's been at the Creek previously. Next year, it's at Royal Lytham. Uh, just a first class event all the way around. And you know, it's not like it's you know, some guys have nerve damage in their hand or like I, th- I think you have to meet like a certain disability minimum but um but we play you know we played with a gentleman who had uh two you know two legs amputated above the knee uh mike brown he was just it was awesome he was fantastic he um uh like he, he tried to commit suicide maybe eight years ago started playing golf it saved his life and uh that part of the podcast was especially moving and meaningful of just like uh quite 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 obviously i i do not have the physical handicaps that a lot of these guys have but i've also asked myself like where would my life be without golf like it means a shitload to me so to have people that have had extreme extremely traumatic things happen to them and hear like 
how he John outlaid like they've told him like hey here's where I was planning to kill myself and yeah, he golf was like, has I'm saved me jump out a window right and then he was like I wasn't doing well mate and he's like I found golf he's been playing golf for eight years yeah and he's like a he's a plus handicap with with like two legs like that are cut <laughs> off above his knees it's incredible it's stuff they're one of the guys <laughs> on the UK team he was like he's Nepalese he's planning to climb Mount Everest next year. Uh, which is in he's same deal, double amputee. Um, you know, Nick. I mean, Nick had Nick has he plays golf. He's got one arm and no legs. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. So I don't know. Just really, really great, uh, great event. I will say, Baltus Raw, exactly what I thought it was. Not impressed mm. at all. Really, I couldn't. I breaks my heart. Just couldn't. Uh, and then I threw something up on Instagram. Jimmy Walker sent some nasty, nasty DMs. Oh, did he? Through saying that I was, uh, I was, you know, I was bullying him and demeaning him and all that. And I said, dude, I just don't like the golf course. And I thought that was a shitty major championship. And the weather sucked. Like, I didn't hear about the DMs. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Big text, reaching <laughs> out. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, what else do we have on the on the agenda here? USGA odds and ends. Uh, the senior am your boy Paul Simpson made another run. Seventy years young, uh, got made to the round of sixteen, I think. But that was uh, run by one by uh, he lost to the events, eventual champion Rusty Strawn, right? Georgia guy. The Georgia guys are cleaning up on the senior am's side. USAM starts this week up in your neck of the woods, Deej. Yeah, the mid am is at uh, yeah. at at Aaron Hills and uh, and Blue Mound. So I'm excited to hopefully get out there. Maybe Sunday. I might when I get back from Cincinnati. Might might go out there with uh with the family actually go watch our guy Lucas would be great have you been out to Blue Mound yet I have not you just went to Milwaukee Country Club that's right yeah all right Harry Colt only over here (laughs) Rainers Uh, overrated and then Italy claimed the Eisenhower trophy at the uh the world team golf uh competition there in France at Le Golf Nationale they beat Sweden by one shot guys Mm. the Swedes were you had the Swedes playing hard though TC Ludwig bogeyed the last hole wow and they lost Oof. by one does uh, he have it he does he i mean he 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 was he was fantastic he uh they they came in second us came in third greaser thor bjornsson gordon sargent i think uh sargent and thor bjornsson sound like or sargent especially sounds like he's destined for big things uh i'd like to call out kita nakajima the japanese number one amateur in the world for being a fluffer Oh my! Okay, wow. I think he's uh, he's no Takumi Kanaya. He's just you know he's like not showing up at some amateur events to kind of protect his ranking. I think mm. as well. Like every time he Which does show up, the wagger does might stink. He's also like yeah, he like didn't even try to play like the like the USAM. That that's tough. <laughs> that's that's tough. That's, that's tough. tough. And then he like and then he gets exposed to all this stuff. Norway came in fourth. Uh, there was this Japanese guy, uh, Taiga, uh, not to be confused with the rapper. Uh, he came out guns blazing. He shot like sixty two or sixty three. English finished. E- e- England finished fourteenth. Very sad. James Skeet <laughs> let. Uh, All right, let, we're uh, down Belgium the leaderboard on down. the Eisenhower Trophy. DJ James Skeet reminded me of uh, the guy uh, from from F one or F two of uh, the rehearsal. What's the guy's name? Have you watched the rehearsal uh, yet, no. Sally? Oh God! Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I, I, but his last I mean, name. I don't know Skeet. how. Yeah, I don't know how deep you got into it, but it's. Oh, I've watched all six. It's yeah, uh, uh, and then on the ladies' side, Team Rose won the ladies, you know, individual or whatever over Ingrid Lindblad and Saki Baba. Rose Zhang for those scoring holes. Um, how about then, how about uh, Rose Zhang setting a 
course record at Pebble Beach. Is that any good? That's pretty cool. Uh, Sheesh. What 63. is it? 63? Six, 63. Oh, for, for the ladies? Yeah. Guys, very, very interesting development. Diana Murphy accompanied the U.S. boys team to the Eisenhower Trophy in Paris. Can you imagine the damage that Diana Murphy <laughs> would do in Paris? <laughs> Better than Bordeaux, right? <laughs> it's crazy. God damn it. <laughs> You got everything out, DC? Listen to the trap drop, folks. <laughs> I had a crazy dream this week, or last week. Uh, Ted Scott was caddying for me in the President's Cup. And we were pay- for which team? For I, which team? The uh, internationals. I was, he, was, he, was, he wouldn't give me my ball. I, like, I hate like, those dreams. We were like playing you- so slow, and I was like, Ted, give me my fucking ball. He's like, dude, I lost the ball. I can't find it. And then, the, and then I woke up. What do you think that means? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Dean, do you have anything else before we do any leaderboards you want to go down? <laughs> yeah, there's a Wisconsin State four ball that I thought was pretty interesting. I've been tracking uh, a lot of stuff this week. Like this no, is how I make myself feel better in, in the midst of all this live bullshit. Just clean yourself. No, up. that was great. I, I, I was great. To, good to catch up on everything. No, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. I got to go pick up a rental car, drive to Cincinnati in the morning. Well, we will see you there, my friend. We're on to Cincinnati. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be in Cincy this week. A new podcast coming out uh, this week as well with uh, an international team member of the President's Cup team, if you will. And we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, Shit's going to pop off this week, allegedly, at the BMW. That's uh, what we keep hearing about. Pressers and... uh, Like shit shit popping off, uh, like... Like, keep, keep, like like hostility. Keep an eye on Roy's presser. Is all I'll say. Okay. I think they it might could. need to. They might need to scour the woods for any uh, <laughs> protesters. TC. Well, you know, I mean, sir, we went clearly. Wentworth is is rife with protesters. <laughs> they, they need to get their asses out in uh, you know Nottingham Woods or wherever Robin Hood and the boys were hanging out. See if there's any. <laughs> they any need trouble to get the redcoats. They need to get the Sher- Sherwood Forest. The Royal Guard. Yeah. I think it's going to be ugly and petty and not just not a pretty scene at the BMW this week. But we'll be we'll be back to recap it cool, next cool. week. They should fire Keith Pelly on the spot too. And with that, we'll see you next <laughs> week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect